Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features a conversation with Pastor Jay, Pastor Jeff, and Jess Colossi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Faith Church Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay, and joining me as co-host today is Jeff. Hello, everybody. So, Jeff, this is our 14th episode. It is hard to believe that it could possibly be 14. Who would have thought? Yeah, who 14. That means our, our podcast is like a teenager now. Is that how it works? Is every podcast like a year in adult years? It's at least a year. Podcast years? I've heard two, three. Just depends on no. who you ask. No, those those studies are expensive. I think one year per episode. So our our we're finally getting into a little bit of a rhythm here, which is good. We are. It's been so fun. Yeah. So if you're if you're new to this podcast or jumping in, uh, we do two every week. And the first one of the week is typically Robbie and and me as we talk about the weekend service or other theological issues. But then the second one we do during the week, we like to interview someone uh, from the church just about what life looks like and and this whole following Jesus thing in in everyday life. Um, And so that's what this episode is. And we have an incredibly special guest today. Jeff, would you want to introduce our mystery guest? I would love to. You are right. A very special guest indeed. Jessica Clossy, who I know very well and have been married to for almost 16 years, is with us. Welcome, Jess. Hi, it's good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. I like that you're you're being so formal with her that even in the and plus the fact that you guys actually have the ability to not be social distancing right now and yet um, you are in your own house. Well, we're right next to each other. You're next to each other. You're not in your basement. Oh, well, right. that is. You're both in your basement. Yep. Yes. It's we're so in rooms see... next to each other. Right. Okay. You're, Jess, he would have never known if you would have just left it like that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have realized. Yeah. <laughs> this. So this is a special, uh, a special interview. We thought it would be good to get Jess on because this Sunday is Mother's Day. Jess, are you aware that this Sunday is Mother's Day? Yeah, as of yesterday, I was. Okay. <laughs> Jeff will tell you that I am the person in our family who constantly loses track of which day of the week it is. <laughs> okay, so you, it, it is now. It's fair warning. So it is Mother's Day this week. So we thought it would be good to uh, get you. Um, onto the podcast because you are a mother. So do you yes. want to just kind of give some background information because you guys are newer on the team. If people aren't aware, Jeff uh, has just joined our team this year on staff as a pastor. And uh, and so Jess obviously joined us also. And um, so you may not know her, but what's interesting is a lot of people do actually know you. So why don't you give a little bit of background? Yes. It's so fun to be back in the area and to be back at Faith Church because most of the Mother's Day of my life, at least the first ones, I spent at Faith Church. My parents started going to Faith when I was in third grade, and I was there just about every Sunday until I went to college. And then after that, so I remember many Mother's Day services from decades ago. But also, it's fun to be back because there are so many women at Faith still who mothered me when I was in elementary school and middle school and high school. Um, I was telling Jeff before I have a vivid memory 
of a, if you guys have time for a story for a minute, <laughs> for the background. Well, what, that's what this is for. Okay, so. good. <laughs> Please share. I have a vivid memory from a high school youth group, Christoph, you might appreciate this, um, of playing a relay game. And I don't think I'm a very competitive person very much anymore, but I was in high school. And we were doing a relay with Sprite and bananas, where you would have to run and then drink a can of Sprite and eat a banana or the other way around. And the point of that youth group activity was to make you foam at the mouth and look ridiculous. But I did it so fast that I got the banana and the Sprite into my stomach. So I had projectile vomiting all over the church sanctuary. It was impacted in my nose. I mean, it was hor it, it was horrible. It sprayed everywhere. I ran into the kitchen, had a mess in the sink. <laughs> what? And they still let me come back. <laughs> People cleaning up after my very disgusting mess. Um, so I have very vivid memories of being mothered <laughs> throughout my years growing up at Faith. How, That's how amazing. Old, yeah, how old were you? 15 or 16. It was early high school. Okay, I did not know. Okay, Jeff, did you know this? This story, I was told it recently, yes. <laughs> so not before you guys got married? or No, no, you, no, no. And no. this was not your first... It's not like you no. met her that because you didn't grow up here in this town. No. So... so just as a 15 or 16 year old girl you project out this that mm -hmm. is unbelievable and you survived it i did you, you didn't move you didn't go into witness protection you didn't like no. stop coming to the <laughs> church god used it to keep me humble I'm not gonna lie youth group had i had a, a fair share of heart hurts <laughs> it was not always easy but i feel like god's used my tendency to get into situations like that to keep me humble. And I'll have to tell you, on my first date with Jeff, I choked and he thought I was going to die. Um, it's true. It's I have true. what some, my cousin's actually been diagnosed with an underactive epiglottis, which means she chokes frequently. So I think I have that same <laughs> tendency, which has kept me humble. So if you eat with me enough, you will see it in action. That That is amazing. I Okay, so did you get any nicknames out of that? I didn't. I don't think I was cool enough at that point to get any nicknames. I don't care how cool you are. That should have been accompanied <laughs> by a nickname. That is unreal. Is there anybody in the church currently who witnessed that? Uh, Melissa Sherman probably did. Um, Dee and Kevin Johnson's daughter, Erin, did. Um, Jeff Bauer may or may not have heard about it. I don't know. <laughs> that... That just made my day. I, I want the rest of the podcast to be <laughs> about more details of that. And but I will I'll restrain I'll restrain myself. So um what and Jeff, you feel free to jump in whenever you want. I guess I'm the one that's finding out new things here. So that's fascinating. But um so Jess, tell me then what like what are you doing now that you've moved back to the area and you know what what led up to this? Like what have so, you been doing? What have you been doing since you left the Peshtigo, Greater Peshtigo area? Thanks for asking. I went to UW Eau Claire and ended up in the same dorm as Jeff Clossy, but it took me three years to meet him until he was on the committee that hired me as a resident assistant. Um, I studied history and French at UW Eau Claire, and I started working as an RA my junior year. Met Jeff, who disc golfed and aggressive roller skated and studied Dallas Willard and took notes on it in his free time. <laughs> I was the coolest college kid ever, Jay. Just I want to preempt you from saying that. That is clearly the definition of the coolest kid. Because it yes. wasn't just roller skating. 
aggressive. Did you say aggressive roller skating? Ro- roller blading. Oh, it was roller blading. I because I, mm-hmm. I thought you said skating, and I'm I like, might how have is said that? that. <laughs> aggressive roller blading. Jay, you and I should go sometime. No. Find a quarter um, pipe, and here we go. Yeah, that's not happening. But that okay. So, so which one Back of those things Jess. impressed you most, <laughs> oh, Jess? No. The aggressive rollerblading, the Dallas, reading Dallas Willard, or the what was the other? Oh, disc thing? golf. He's a really oh, good disc, golf. disc golfer. Mm-hmm. How do you pick from those three things as to what's most impressive? What what endeared you most? Well, you know what it was. I had just gotten back from six months of living in France and oh, studying abroad, too. and nobody wanted to. At, nobody asked me about it. Nobody looked at my pictures except for Jeff. <laughs> he sat through all two photo albums. <laughs> that that was well played, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, right after Jess and I met, her computer broke. Yes. Which is, yeah. you know, an area of confidence, and I was enthusiastically repairing that for her, so that we were able to connect on a number of. And we found out quickly. Uh, that we both loved Jesus, which was a unique thing, you know, at a public university yeah. to find someone else who lived like only like a, you know, a floor away from you and you didn't realize it, who loves Jesus. And yeah, pretty amazing. And okay, somehow, so, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, you, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, he, Jeff was the first one who had a decision or discussion of Genesis 1 and 2 or 3 with me that I could understand that we somehow with the other RA staff got into a discussion about male and female roles. I think it was with door opening or something. And Jeff pulled out his Bible and then also the Hebrew and said, Hey, did you know what he's telling everybody that when God created a helper for Adam and Eve or for Adam and Eve, that it's best translated as an ally instead of as just a helper, like an someone standing shoulder to shoulder in battle. I said, huh, this is not your typical run of the mill Christian college student. <laughs> Yeah, and if the aggressive rollerblading wasn't enough to prove that, then yes, his understanding of Genesis would be. So, I mean, what a softball that God lobbed you, Jeff. So basically <laughs> he said, all right, I'm going to set this up for you where I need you to listen intently, fix a computer, like, and and then talk about Genesis. That those Those are maybe like your three wheelhouses right there. Yeah, it was Which, kind of wild to think you could just be yourself. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> just for the record, I would have struck out if that was what if that was the gauntlet that God made me run through to get to Lauren. I we would not be together right now. So um, that was that's pretty cool that that happened for you guys. All right, so Jess, let's fast forward to like now. You guys moved here. You live in Marinette. What is your work situation right now? Good question. I'm a mom right now. This year, before we started working as missionaries with the Navigators, I was a teacher, too. So I taught high school history and middle school French. So since we've been back in Wisconsin, I've been substitute teaching this last year. But with everyone at home, I get to be with my kids all day, which is awesome. I love being with my kids all day. (laughs) And also intense. Was that slightly tiny? And also intense. Yeah, that was a good ad. Okay, so you... So that's what's interesting. That's one of the reasons I thought you'd be a great fit to have on for going to Mother's Day because you you kind of you've checked all the boxes of that because you you're um, your teacher. You have worked um, in mentoring other um, other young women and uh, and then you're a, a parent. So you um, amazing children. 
Is that correct? You hesitated there. Yes. People couldn't see no. you hesitate Sorry. right there. But that was absolutely <laughs> the hesitation that says, well, one of them is not so amazing right now. But we know that overall they are all there. They are amazing. Um, yes. <laughs> and so I'm curious, what is this? What does it look like right now? The whole being a mom right now, being thrown into this situation where you are with your kids 24-7. There's very little outlets, uh, very few outlets for them. What is... What has God been teaching you right now through through being a mom? I think in a lot of ways, he's my, I didn't get a chance to say it before, my oldest is 12, and then I have a nine and a half year old and a seven year old. So I've been a mom for a little over 12 years, and I feel like he's teaching me some of the lessons that I learned from the beginning, but I've humbled enough to know that I need to learn them again. Um, Jeff jokes and says, this is my dream come true, because although we feel convinced that God's called us to have our kids in public school and to be a part of that, um, I always joke about homeschooling and wanting to just do life with our kids every day. So he said, it's your dream come true. I said, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been really fun. We can, you know, have, we can bake cakes and do science projects outside. Yesterday we had lots of messes. That's one thing it's looked like. It's lots of messes. I started the day with three piles of chunky dog puke. Um, middle of the day, I was scraping angel food batter off of all four sides of my stove. Then we had a vinegar egg explode all of our kitchen floor and cabinets. And then by the end of the day, I had tripped and splattered whipped cream and raspberry sauce over all four corners of our dining room, including the baseboards. So it was a messy day. <laughs> um, but I think back to what Jeff said about in some ways, it's my dream come true, getting to do school and life all together. Um, and I have big plans. But then as the days go, we all have big emotions, the kids and I do. So I've had to learn again to just be gentle with myself and be gentle with our, my kids. But then also, also be ruthlessly clinging to the fact that, okay, our job is to love each other and to love God, love God first, and then love each other out of it, and to keep moving forward even when things are crazy, <laughs> and we're all feeling tense, and there's a mess all over every inch of the house. Yeah, so now, do you do you mind mess normally? Um, I do a bit. I'm not a neat freak by any means. Jeff will tell you, <laughs> you know, we have, we have piles that are waiting to be organized and other things, but I like our main living areas to be generally clean and well-kept. I feel like that decreases everybody's stress level. So, okay. So this, it's push, pressing on you a little bit right yes. now that, cause I would imagine, I mean, I know in our house, there's more messes just by virtue of the fact we're all there more. And yes. so it's just yes. hard to, mm-hmm. it's hard to keep on top of that. You just said an interesting phrase of being gentle with yourself and gentle with your kids. I'm I'm specifically interested. What do you what does that look like? What do you mean when you when you say I want to be gentle with my kids? I mean, I know I know what those words mean, but like what do you what do you mean when you say that? Well, that means I think understanding if I want my first grader to get his writing assignment done um, and he doesn't do it the way I want or or the way I think he could or the way I even know he can, (laughs) that just say, okay, we're going to go run around the house 10 times instead of plowing through and getting it done. Um, As an educator and as a parent, I know that you know, shame never works and you should do this. You should do that. You should, that hard line is never the best way to motivate anybody. But in the midst of trying to keep three kids on task and move forward and help them love each other, that gets lost. So I think I have to remind myself to not get uptight with myself and perfection and not get uptight with my kids in perfection. Um, yesterday, another concrete example, uh, I 
older son was building a model of Greek architecture out of Legos, which he did an awesome job at. I was um, doing that too yesterday. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. See, I'm a history teacher and so I yeah. have a specific um, interest in art history and architecture. And his first design, which he was not a big fan of taking my advice, um, looked a bit more Roman than Greek. And I first, my first response was... Did Don't you even you research? <laughs> you know, fortunately, that by God's grace, it didn't come out of my mouth. And this seems like a really silly example. But I had to take a deep breath. And okay, I'm going to acknowledge that he's working really hard on this. <laughs> and he's 12. And we're going to just ask questions and be gentle. I, I couldn't believe how much I had to rein my first instinct in of like, did you even research? <laughs> And just be loving. I don't know if any other parents out here feel that, but I feel like I've God's taught me a lot of patience and love as parenting, but this quarantine has made everything seem more intense. So I feel these odd emotions and intensities come out at different times. And sometimes, by God's grace, I keep them in and redirect, and other times they come out at my children, and we need to fix it right away. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I can't, I mean, yes, I can totally relate to, not to the difference between Roman and Greek, architecture I, um, I'm guessing there there could be like three people listening to this or like I totally know what you mean and the rest <laughs> was going wait what but the idea of you give your kids something to do and then they do it and they do it to the best of their ability and you look at it and say did you even did you even try did you even you know and um, whether it's cleaning their room or doing an assignment or whatever I know that happens a lot with us where our kids will will give them a task of cleaning something and then shockingly they clean it to the standards of what they see and i just think about how heartbreaking that is for them to actually do their best and they're 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 trying to jump in and do this thing and to realize to see on our faces that it it wasn't good enough or that they somehow missed you know missed the mark so that's good those first impressions those first um is it, now where is jeff when all this is going on <laughs> Jeff's usually in his basement office or out while it's all going on. But every once in a while, it's fun. He comes up to use the washroom or get some tea or something. And it's it would be really interesting to get a snapshot of our days from Jeff's little interludes into mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on. It's generally exciting. Yeah. Well, I, one of the things that you know, I wanted to add to what you said, Jess, about the being gentle with yourself is I feel like you've helped me a lot in... I mean, part of the reality of being a parent is that, at least for me, uh, my initial reactions are not always um, what I would hope they would be, and I don't always check them. Like you described, like sometimes you can redirect it in yourself, but then it's important to be able to be gentle with yourself after you have said, you know, like, wow, I shouldn't have been, why was I so intense with him about that? We need to fix it, right? And modeling i feel like you do such a good job of modeling yeah i didn't mean to say it that way or i did Uh, i need your forgiveness and i feel like you've helped me a lot with and that's part of what it means to be gentle with yourself right is to Mm -hmm. realize like yeah we're dust yeah we're made in god's image and being redeemed and transformed but we are still frail and we make mistakes and god is not surprised or shocked I don't know. I, didn't a mentor of yours teach you that that phrase? Oh, yes. When a woman in um, my life who has mothered for a lot, but who's now with Jesus, um, said in the midst of her battle with cancer and as a mom of four, said the most helpful advice she heard was to be gentle with her emotions and ruthless with her thoughts. 
And since then, and as I've gotten older, I've seen the wisdom of that, of being gentle with my emotions, gentle with my kids' emotions, but then ruthless and bringing it back to focus on Jesus and on his grace and his call to live as his apprentices and what's true about the world. Hmm. Yeah, I love I love that. I love that because the source of that gentleness is not ourselves. So it's not the, right. the emphasis isn't on, on that I determine that it's okay. And so therefore I'm gentle. It's actually being a channel of God's gentleness with us. And, and actually it's a way of proclaiming the gospel to ourselves that I, I can be gentle with myself because my father is patient and, um, and kind and gentle with me as he corrects me and, and, um, is not Jeff, as you said, not, not surprised. Um, yeah, that's, that's so good. That's so encouraging. Um, what has, I'm curious, Jess, like, is there something that you have kind of rediscovered that you missed that now this opportunity, the, the way things have been kind of shaken up, has there been, have there been any gifts in the midst of this that you maybe have, maybe you've been surprised by, maybe not, maybe things that you were excited about from the beginning, but just gifts that you've seen God give you um, because of our circumstances? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Thanks. I think just the time to let things come out that aren't, that aren't on my own agenda, you know, have enough space to see, you know, whether it's what my kids are thinking or maybe something that's been going on in my head or heart or Jeff's and even having the time for, everybody to make dinner together. Now it's not always perfect and we usually end up with a mess, but <laughs> just time to take things more slowly has been a big gift in stopping to see what's beautiful and more time to process. That's kind of a non-answer, but <laughs> no, it's, I think, I think all that just more time to do those things that you're not, there's not any hurry to get to the next thing. It's yeah. Like why not? Why can't we all make dinner tonight together? Because it's okay that it takes longer. It's okay that there's a bigger mess. It's okay that um, even for those of us who are still working, it's still, there still is some of that. Like the, so my day-to-day job may not, um, may still be demanding, but in the evenings I'm not carting my kids off to, there's just nothing else we can do. And so, yes. yeah, that's really, that's it's really pretty good. unique. Yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's unique and it's something to be, taking advantage of I just the other th- the other re- big reason I wanted to have you on here so I kind of want to shift gears a little bit from your um, earthly role as mother to your awesome kids and your kids are amazing I um, I think meeting you helps me understand why I mean working with Jeff <laughs> I've wondered but it's it's good to see that they um, that they do take after you and they are they're fantastic <laughs> they're super fun um, but I I'm curious like because obviously Mother's Day, Mother's Day brings mm-hmm. up a lot of different emotions for people. So, you know, it's one of those things where everyone has an earthly mom one way or another that you have a mom, but there, it can create all kinds of, um, just all kinds of emotions. Some people have a great relationship with their mom and, and still have an active, great relationship with their mom. Um, some people don't, some people, uh, have godly mothers, um, who've invested in them, um, some people don't, some people have, um, some, some women are moms and, you know, are right in the middle of it. Uh, some people are mothers of adult children and it was a wonderful experience and they still have great relationships with their kids and other moms have seen their kids grow up and now they have, they're filled with a lot of regret. And then there are other women who just 
wanted to be a mom and never have been able to be. There's it, just this whole spectrum. Um, and so one of the things I always want to focus on is is you know, being spiritual mothers that we are called to be in, in Scripture. And you've already alluded to that, that you've had other women. So you, you have a fantastic mom. So anybody that knows yes, your mom knows that um, <laughs> she, is, uh, she is wonderful. And um, so you definitely have that, a godly mom. Um, and uh, But you also have had other women who have invested in you. And you, because mm-hmm. of being in campus ministry, have also been able to be a spiritual mom. I just think about, I don't know if there's a, a, a better place to take on the role of spiritual mother than on a college campus with students who are away from their homes for the first time. I'm ho- wondering if you could tell us some of the things that God has taught you through the years, um, you know, specifically, I know I just threw a lot of things at you, but specifically as you think through campus ministry, as a way of encouraging other women out there to say, hey, God may be calling you to be a spiritual mother to someone, to invest in them. Um, what would you, what has God taught you through that process that you could offer by way of encouragement? Feel free to let me know if I get off track, but Jay, we Jeff had a really neat conversation <laughs> over lunch today. <laughs> Jeff and I took a little walk this morning and he was asked me, you know, how I felt about the podcast or what I was thinking about. And I said, I am just so passionate about how women of all different life stages and ages and situations mother each other and how God calls us to mother one another. And um, that's something that's really been close to my heart. And then he showed me your questions and that was one of your questions. And I told our kids at lunch, I said, this is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he put it on my heart and he put it on Jay's heart to answer the question. So Anyway, thank you for blessing my heart with even the knowledge of the same spirit working in both of us yeah. today. Um, I never expected to get married or have kids before. <laughs> I honestly thought if I was ever going to get married, it was at least not going to be until I was 50. And then I met Jeff and, um, you and know, the rollerblading. Had, I mean, right, the aggressive rollerblading. Just, just couldn't resist. How you, and disc golf. That is not talk fair. about disc golf? Disc golf, that is, the, the deck was stacked against you, Jess. Everyone understands right now. I know. So go ahead, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, but I think in a lot of areas of my life, apart from that, I've uh, lived on the margins or had friends on the margins, not in the margins relationally, but have felt very on the outside of things and um, not in a self-pity way, but in a sense that God has given me a heart to look for the ways they're hurting and the ways that motherhood and relationship and community doesn't look like it traditionally looks. You know, some of my closest friends are single women who have never gotten married and have never had kids. Um, so I think through that, God's given me such a great vision for how he calls us all as women to mother each other and men um, too, in a sense, or father each other in a different way. <laughs> Not to get weird using terminology, but with college students, it was amazing because like you said it was a very natural relationship with the navs our mission was to know christ and make him known and out of our relationship with jesus to be able to connect relationally and with individually with other people and come alongside them um and i looked up the definition of mother today and it says to look after someone kindly and protectively to comfort to nurture and as believers and apprentices of jesus that's what he calls us to do with one another and um, it was neat. Our first campus, we were at the University of Illinois, very small campus, um, a lot of engineering students, uh, a lot of the girls that were in my um, Bible study, a lot of them hadn't, um, in a lot of ways, hadn't known what had been loved, didn't know how to make dinner, other just normal life things and having them 
into learning how to have them into our home and be a part of life and just and in some ways I was mothering them and they were mothering me <laughs> we cooked dinner together and um you know had our kids and I think God really gave me a heart then to put the word mother to that that kind of relationship and he expanded that when we were at UW Eau Claire and um I think God using that word as a mother to comfort and protect um, helped me see some of my calling in him and as his apprentice and how I could, not in a condescending way, but how I could take care of the people around me. And I love that even in the dictionary, it says to protectively take care of someone else because kind of like the ally alluded to before, mothering is the comforting and the protecting and the nurturing, but it is also the warrior stand in the gap and stand between, you know, the people that you're loving and the forces of evil around them. And um, I could talk forever on this, but I'll <laughs> wrap it up. Two things. Um, one, one of, you know, the women that, um, has mothered me the most in my life was, is over a decade younger than me. Her name's Emily. We worked with her in Ottawa. You guys might have met her too, but, um, I have been mothered very well by my own mother and by my sister, but and by women older than me, but also very much so by women younger than me and taken care of and, seen the ways Emily has seen me and seen my kids. She doesn't have kids. She doesn't, she isn't married. But um, I think the fact that the relationship that we have, we're able to see each other. And I recognize that her life is different because she's single and, and she doesn't have kids. It doesn't mean it's any less valid or any less, anything else is just different. And I can see it and recognize it. And she sees and recognizes the different areas of my life. And she has offered to FaceTime later this week and read a book to our kids. <laughs> I mean, like we can participate in each other's realities without feeling any kind of defensiveness about it. Um, so it's just been neat to see how that the concept of mothering relationships goes cross-generational. And I think just the other thing that I think one of my life lessons that has enabled me to be able to live out my calling as a mother to people around me, but then also as a vision to call, you know, help other people know Jesus through out of it is that first and foremost, any mothering we do has to be grounded in the love of Christ and in the fact that he is our sufficiency as our, you know, prime key relationship in life. One of my favorite soul anchor verses is Psalm 73, 26, which says my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And that Hebrew word portion is the same word that was used to denote the Levites portion was the Lord. That was the portion wasn't just a relationship with God, but what they needed to live and sustain. And the fact that, you know, if we know our portion is God and our relational fields, even if our, you know, our, our physical mother and life, and I know it's easy for me to say, cause mine was nice, but if we were failed by our earthly mother, if we're failed by our friends, if we don't even have anybody in our life to mother us, we can still be okay because we have God to fulfill those needs and to comfort us and be our portion to enable us to then care for and protect people around us. Thanks. I'm done. That's a, <laughs> that a big question. I'll preach right there. That's no, I know it was such a big question and I love it because like, so, uh, your, I, I love what you said about the different generations and how mothering, cause you said it, earlier you said in a non non-condescending way and mm -hmm. so there is a humility about it it's a there's a service um there's a servant heart to it and because of that you can it can go both ways generationally and we certainly see that uh anyone who's had parents or grandparents age there comes a point where some of those relationships kind of 
change. They, they ebb and they flow. And there are times where you're the one being taken care of and times where you're um, the caretaker. And then, uh, and then you hitting that, uh, you actually hit one of the other follow-up questions I was, that was going through my mind is what about, what about people who are kind of fixated on the, that they haven't been mothered? That's a, that's mm-hmm. a hard thing for some people. But then, you know, you said that in Christ, in Christ, we are cared for in that same way. And that, that mothers are pointing to the side of God that we, um, of, of that caretaker and that nurturer and the protector. Uh, and so we have all that and, and mothers, spiritual mothers and earthly mothers are godly earthly mothers and spiritual mothers are gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gifts pointing to a bigger reality that we actually all have, you know, yes. so some of us, like you've just had a bunch of just amazing mothers, um, spiritual mothers and, and your, and your earthly mom. Uh, and, and then you've also been able to do that, but no matter what we all, um, that was all, those are all just a, an image of our God who, who loves us and cares for us in that way. What a, so that's so, that's so encouraging to hear you say that. So what, let me just ask you, this would be my last question, Jeff. I'm so sorry. I just, I knew you're sitting there and you're just listening to your wife and I love the way that you're looking. If you, I wish you guys could see Jeff making googly eyes at Jeff, <laughs> and just, like in, endearing him. Like, I just feel like he's, he's getting an itch to go get the old rollerblades on and go, yeah. go for a little spin. But, um, Jess, what, what practical advice would you give to someone today? Like how for the, for the women out there who just say, well, that sounds great, but I don't, I don't think I, I don't know what I have to offer. And you already answered this a little bit and that what we have to offer is Christ. And so that's, that's it. That's what we should be offering. But what practical tips would you give to somebody right now? If they're just saying, I want to have that impact in somebody else's life, where should they look? What should they do today that would help them? I would say first, just keep asking Jesus to fill you up with love for him and constant connection with him. Um, And John 15, he tells us to abide in him and to stay connected with him because we can't bear fruit without him. And especially in this quarantine times, it's been harder than ever for me to keep my head screwed on straight. And I know that I need to stay connected to God and stay connected in the word. Um, Starting my morning, reconnecting and praying with him. And even if it's just a phrase, you know, I know one of the vlogs talked about in the last week or two, like if you're reading a Psalm, and, you know, I sing in the shadow of your wings, just picking a phrase to think about or pray throughout the day or a truth that connects with your heart. Um, only that overflow will pour into someone else's life. And like I said, I don't want to sound like I have the answers to that because it is definitely a battle someday, but just working hard to stay connected to Jesus. Um, a prayer that's been helping me lately is that the one that I'm a beloved of the Lord and I live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. It's just an extra blessing in my heart now, but they're just staying connected to God and his word and in prayer. But then also asking God to give you eyes to see the people you can connect with. A lot of times the people I would naturally want to connect with, it wouldn't work. <laughs> and God would have other people in mind for me, people that I never would have picked myself, <laughs> that I wouldn't have thought I had a natural connection with. Not in a sunny way, but just asking God to give you eyes to see the people that he's placed in your life who could use an extra care or even an extra an extra text or an extra Facebook message or just a, Hey, you're doing great or anything I can bring over. What can I, you know, just an, I'm thinking of you. I know it's really odd times. We don't have these 
the natural connections and we just moved into our neighborhood in the middle of winter and you know we can't go over and bring our neighbors flowers or <laughs> bread or a lot of our natural ways are connecting so I think it sounds like a cop-out answer but just asking God for eyes to see the opportunities and open doors he's placed in each of our lives yeah it's so good and it may not be the people I love that you pointed out that it may not be the people you think and which makes sense, right? I mean, the yeah. people who need mothering the most are probably like they're 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 in need of it. Like I, it's interesting how we sometimes say we sometimes think that um, we effectively say, I, "I God, I'm willing to serve anybody as long as the person isn't too in need of being served." I mean, like we only want to serve people who are already pretty self sufficient or pretty yes. don't really need it. But by definition, the people that Jesus hung out with and served were were quite needy people like they yes. they they were desperate people that's that's who needs that and um so that's so that's so good jeff did i i just i went hog wild on this i was just so excited to ask these questions are there is there anything that you want to make sure that you give uh just the platform no i think this has been wonderful jess thank you for you i can tell you've really been thinking i'm not surprised um you guys are lucky I didn't treat you to a lecture on the history of Mother's Day. I was going to say, that's the, the only thing that you told me this morning that I thought was fascinating. Uh, the history of Mother's Day. Well, that would have, I, I don't know after, I was already going to say this has been a unique podcast because it has now broken the record for most times vomit has been mentioned on a podcast. <laughs> um, at a faith church podcast and then uh, and messes and other things. And like, that's pretty that's pretty awesome, but uh, fantastic. I don't know if I don't know if the people are ready for a Mother's Day <laughs> lecture um, right now, but I think. <laughs> yes. But they can come and ask you privately. I was going to ask Jeff. Jeff, I did have one question for you as we wrap up. Okay. Um, so Jess is a great mom. Correct. You're supposed yes, to agree. Yes, she's with that. amazing. Okay, got it. Okay. I thought good. you were. Um, nope. Yeah, no, no, no. I was like, so, so as we all know, um, and you also have a good relationship with your mom. I do. Um, so you're blessed in that way also, uh, in what ways is Jess a better mom than your mom was? Just kidding. <laughs> I, what are you asking? I me? love right now. Okay. So I was going to let that hang there, but both Jeff and Jess are so earnest that they were going, Oh my goodness. He wants me to answer that question. <laughs> Meanwhile, Christoph fully knows that I'm being Jay and is sitting there going, no, don't, no, no. Um, so I Christoph know. is behind the scenes protecting you right now. <laughs> I just need to say out of that earnestness, I don't ever want to come off across that I have any of the answers. And I know that anything good in my kid's life is only because of Jesus. And I have learned well enough that I cannot orchestrate any of the right things <laughs> for them to know him and grow. Yeah. Well, I think that does come out today. I know that people will be encouraged, even if they don't know the difference between Roman and Greek architecture. Um, they certainly can relate to dog messes and messes with the kids. And um, so I, I know that for me, the whole taking, being gentle with my kids and being patient and wanting to reflect God's patience and gentleness with us to them. And um, I will be taking that with me. So I, I think um, I, I know that people are going to be blessed by this. So just thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I wonder if there are any messes in the other room. I know. I know. That's going to be the big question. I haven't heard any. <laughs> there was no noise that came, but I'm pretty sure there will Screen be some. Screen time. But, um, yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> buy them with that. Placate with them with that. So, um, all right. Well, that will do it for another episode of the Faith Church Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. And if you have a moment and you would like, you can re- leave a review. That'll help other people find the, the podcast. And uh, just as we endeavor to do some different things, uh, just provide these resources to hopefully help you uh, in your pursuit of Jesus. Have a great week. Thank you.